This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. There are legends around here. He died in my G fucking king of the zombies. Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined tonight by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Pretty good, man. Doing good? <laughs> I'm doing all right, dude. I hear Mark. Who's that other guy? <laughs> we have an intruder. Ted, welcome back. My sexiness came back, so I decided to come back. <laughs> Bringing sexy back. I'm glad to hear you're your sexiness some, is back, man. Having those tentacle difficulties. I mean, geez, now you're having tentacle difficulties. No, no, this this isn't some sick Japanese fetish you have. <laughs> hey, hey, don't kink shame. <laughs> That's all right. Mark's into cosplay. So. <laughs> it's not all I'm into. <laughs> Oh, Do you shit. have a sword? <laughs> oh, crud, I just realized what I mean. I meant an actual sword, not a, a euphemism. <laughs> the answer Sorry. is yes to both. <laughs> to both. <laughs> oh, First welcome week. to inappropriate sex talk with the Crystal Lake soldiers, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus, I love it. Well, Ted, it's great to have you back. I know it's been a while since you've been here so it's great to have you back in for this talk about the fly it seems like things are working so that's why i'm back so yeah (laughs) that's a good thing because technical difficulties suck especially doing shit like this remotely it's fucking terrible yeah but it is what it is but we are back this week uh to continue our talk about remakes for horror movies and we're talking about the ones that are seen more in a positive light. So last week we talked about uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. This week we're uh, discussing David Cronenberg's The Fly from 1986. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into all that, and before we get into the news for tonight, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? I had a very frustrating Wednesday with (laughs) Wally World and Sony. (laughs) For those that don't know, Wally World is Walmart. I think most people know anyways. All I got to say is fuck Walmart and fuck Sony. It's a fucking shit show. And I'll comment more in my final thoughts. But (laughs) (laughs) outside of that, man, I decided to buy a Switch because I'm not putting money into Sony anymore. Hell yeah. (laughs) And I finished um, the second season of Castlevania and started the third season. Nice. (laughs) Freaking great show, man. I hope they do a whole lot more with it, man. Makes me more excited even for the Terminator thing they were talking about. So yeah, definitely. That's about it, man. How are you liking your switch? Oh, it's fun, man. I mean, you know, the little one takes everything over when it comes here. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's still awesome, man. 
I was playing some Donkey Kong Country last night on the little part of it, whatever you want to call that. But nice. I still haven't played Night Trap yet, but I bought it because it was on sale. That's an old school CD game. Heck yeah. yeah. So that that's, was fun way back. So. That's the game that made politicians lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, I know. For man. no reason, because like... there's nothing in the game like that's bad. As as I, it... I was like, I can't believe this is here. Man. It was that <laughs> one and, uh, and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one I don't Night think I've played is, before. Night Trap is pornography. I haven't either. I heard it was actually not that good of a game. It's not the best, man. It's more like um trying to pick choices for like a horror movie type yeah. setting. So trying it's, to it's save the girl okay. from being killed by yeah. like vampires or whatever. So, I mean, it was. it's a little fun, but I remember yeah. playing it's it a goofy. long time ago it's... at my friend's house. But yeah, it's more goofy than it's. It's goofy, people. and it's just funny how politicians lose their minds over everything. Yeah, they, I mean, they it just made them treat us all like children. Yeah, I don't right. know why it made people uncomfortable. I don't either. <laughs> like you see more on TV than you do in that game, even back then. It's like it, girls wearing just like nightgowns or something, or, or yeah. well, they're they're going after damn rock star again. I don't know how many times politicians have trying to take down Grand Theft Auto, but they're doing it again. For what? <laughs> well, there's been a. I think it was like in Chicago or somewhere, a big city somewhere in United States. There's been a large uptick in uh, auto theft, and they're and blaming Grand Theft. They're Auto. blaming Grand Theft Auto. You know, uh, it's not like there's something else going on in the world that have made yeah. people desperate for money, That's right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. No, it's not Grand Theft Auto. To- guys. At least it's we can all Grand... still listen to WAP, so that's what matters. It's, it's, <laughs> right? not, it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's that darn heavy metal music, guys. <laughs> right. That's what, makes, that's what makes people do bad things. Judas Priest made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it was it. like that, uh, that, that song that Ice Cube said or sang is, so basically, the the message of the song was: It don't matter what I do; I can be as big of a dick as I want. It don't matter because <laughs> gangster rap made me do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I've been not really playing my Switch that much. I need to get back into finishing Mario. Uh, playing Dark Souls, uh, trying to read. Sean's been getting me to want to finish reading my comics. I got a big old stack. So, yeah, I've been reading some manga. I got some comics I'm trying to read. I just bought a tablet to read digital, but it's not here yet. Okay. We watched, uh, Coming to America 1 and 2 this week, and that was a lot of fun to watch those together. Um... Watch The Fly, and I always love watching that movie. Other than that, just playing Dark Souls and going to work. Nice. Very, very cool. What about you, Ted? What have you been up to? Um, Not much work, for the most part. Um, I watched Coming to America uh, yesterday after work, the new one. Loved it. Thought it was good. Not as good as the first, but I still liked it. Uh, just read, uh, uh, read half of the new Dragon Ball Super volume today. So I got that in the mail this week, earlier this week. And, uh, I got my wrong turn Blu-ray, the, the new one, the foundation today in the mail. Finally, nice. after being delayed, I don't know how many times at this point, <laughs> but right. I finally got it. <laughs> so 
and uh, of course, watch the fly, and that's where I'm at right now. Okay, I'll be interested to hear your take on the new wrong turn. You know, it's I I hear it's completely like split down the middle, and people people either hate it because it's different or people love it because it's different. And I say, all you people are useless to me because you're giving me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm hearing, I hate it because it's different. I love it because it's different. Well, thanks for nothing. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, for me, it's been kind of a, kind of a low key kind of week. Um, I've been watching still a lot of trailer park boys, uh, (laughs) <laughs> from when, when I talked last week, because I restarted, you know, watching it from season one, I'm already at the end of season eight now and working my way to season nine. <laughs> um, so that's how much I've been watching Trailer Park Boys in the last week. And then on top of that, I watched Coming to America um, last night and then today The Fly to get ready to talk about this, because I hadn't seen The Fly in almost 30 years. I mean, it's been that long. It's I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And then... Also, on top of that, just like last week, I've been watching a lot of wrestling, too. Like, this week, it's been a lot of Clash of the Champions I've been watching. So, like, late 80s, early 90s, Clash of the Champions. So, I've been working my way through that, seeing as I still got the network right now. And then, beyond that, I've uh, been playing a lot of Switch lately. Uh, I'm definitely a fucking Animal Crossing addict. I fucking told you. And... <laughs> It's bad. It's bad. I spend way too much time playing that game. And, uh, yeah, so it's been a very kind of low-key kind of week for me. I ended up taking, like, a a day off of work, too, on Thursday just because I just needed a break. And so that was all Animal Crossing all day and Trailer Park Boys that day. So, yay for three-day weekends, especially because Texas Frightmare isn't happening until September now. So that... I'm like, I need to take time off because <laughs> I can't wait till September to take a, a fucking week off, you know? <laughs> that just ain't going to happen. But So that's kind of what I, I've been up to and then trying to look at planning to to maybe go to that Joe Bob thing at the drive-in. Um, I definitely want to try to shoot for that in July because I, I need to take a trip. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to wait till September. That, man. That'd be awesome to get to come to, man. It's a mm-hmm. great fucking place, the Mahoning. So yeah, everyone needs to try to go there at least once in their life. Definitely, <laughs> it's not a typical like. I mean, everyone has a drive-in probably within some distance of them, man. But trust me, it's not the same experience. This place is special, right? And plus, it's a three-day fucking thing, and it's basically like a mini convention, and it's gonna have vendors and stuff. I mean, and a live, basically last drive-in episode being done right there. So. I mean, it, it can't get much better than that. So yeah, I had, I'm having Jage submit the film too, man. So that'll be cool, right? <laughs> yeah, my buddy submitted his short film for the, uh, um, for their thing. Awesome. So he's waiting to hear back if he's being accepted for it and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that that's gonna be a lot of fun. That's gonna be a fun trip if I can manage to take that. It's all obviously gonna be dependent on if I can get a fucking ticket for it. So that's going to be the, the next step. And so that's coming next month when the, those tickets will go on sale. So I got to fucking keep an eye out for that. And then from there, it's just planning the airfare and where I'm going to stay at. So, but that's about all I know. 
So, um, yeah, so not not a whole lot for me going on this week. And honestly, going on right now, there just isn't much. So it's going to be a lot of me watching movies and shows and playing video games, which I'm I'm not opposed to because I kind of just need a mental break from a lot of stuff right now. So it's it's been a good distraction, that is for sure. Uh, just to kind of kick things off, though, I, did, I, I do have quite a few things for – news I wanted to kind of touch on before we get into talking about the fly though. Uh, number one, um, did you guys see the trailer for the new co-op aliens fire team game? No, no, I did not, but I heard about the game and it sounds like it could be fun. Though. Yes. So basically it's almost like an alien game, but done in kind of the style of left for dead. And so basically there's four different campaigns during this game from what I understand from because I watched a, a like a 25 minute playthrough with some of the developers. And it, they said something along the lines of like four different campaigns you can have different um like difficulty levels which will up like the amount of enemies you have to fight and the types of enemies and all that. There's like 20 different enemy types in this with 11 of them being different xenomorphs. So there's going to be 11 different xenomorphs in this game and then other enemies besides just the xenomorphs. And then kind of the the basic story is this takes place 23 years after the events of Alien 3. And then the aliens are no longer a secret and you're sent to infested areas to basically eradicate the hive. And so it's going to be released actually this summer for Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation. So it looks pretty cool. I, just from the gameplay that they showed, it, it's definitely, it's it's got the kind of gameplay of like Left 4 Dead, but you're like a three-person fire team. But then it kind of has like the dark and gritty kind of look of like, say, like a Dead Space kind of game. Or even like, I, I don't think, was Alien Isolation kind of a darker game or... Because I haven't played it yet. It's By dark, claustrophobic. Like, it's more of a claustrophobic. Okay. Oh, you're talking about be quiet. <laughs> no, I, well, <laughs> I was talking more lighting and stuff because it's. Like, it, it depends what part of the ship. Yeah, you're in. it's okay. most of us pretty bright actually. Yeah. There's parts where you need to rely on your flashlight, but they're not yeah. very big. Okay, so then it's more more probably looking like kind of a dead space kind of feel and it's it's a third person uh game too so it 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 looks really cool i'm i'm actually excited for it it was kind of just came out of left field completely so i'm i'm pumped for it because i mean you got back for blood coming out in june and then this alien fire team game coming out this summer as well it's setting us up for some decent games to be coming out this year for for horror uh type games so i'm is, I'm, it, is it coming to console or is it going to be on pc only nope it's steam xbox and playstation it's coming to nice so nice. there's gonna, definitely going to be options for where you can play it um so that's what i that's basically all that's been kind of revealed regarding that so far is just the trailer and that little bit of information uh, so beyond that, uh, we also got news this week of a new Silent Night, Deadly Night remake. So this is the second remake of this. And pretty much what I thought right away was uh, uh, Black Christmas. <laughs> and then it just got a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, but uh, one thing it might have going for it is the original producers of the first Silent Night, Deadly Night are actually back on board as producers for this. And so that's could be positive uh but there's no like word yet of the approach for this reboot or the creative team involved beyond them um 
or when they're planning on shooting or having this release. So that's kind of all we've heard so far. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to think just because I, I just yeah, have nightmares about Black Christmas. And, like, the, the 2012 Silent Night, you know, remake, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. And so I, I just I just keep thinking they're doing another remake, and I just keep thinking Black Christmas 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I just Was wait that a see. remake, or was that just a completely different movie? Cause it, it was a remake. Was... It didn't seem the same. No, not at all. That, I, I mean, they called it, it a remake. Assume, a remake but... It just seemed like a completely different movie that had mm. Santa Claus as a killer. Exactly. They shouldn't even went that direction. I or... didn't even know. This is the first time I ever heard that was a remake. I yeah. saw it before. Yeah. It was a shitty movie. Yeah, it's not mm. that great. I mean, I, with all the remakes now, I just take the approach of we'll see. Because once in a while it's good. Most of the time it's not. So. Right. <laughs> It's so hard to make a movie from the that era from the seventies and eighties and bring it into the modern age and have it be good. You gotta have it's gotta be like a perfect storm. You know, like yeah. everybody's taking the wrong approach. These are movies that were like they were cheap and made on a low budget and people put some effort into it and it became something people love. You can't remake something like that. That's like mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle, as Ted would say. So like that's the only like, so just get your own fucking idea and right. that way with it and start remaking <laughs> shit. There's a reason these movies are classics, and it's not because they were retold stories. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. So that that's kind of the information we got on, on that so far. So I'm I'm not excited for it. Uh, it's it's a definitely a we'll see kind of situation. Um. Because I I personally I didn't mind Silent Night. It. it it's not one I revisit a lot. I didn't think it was completely horrible, but it wasn't good either, you know. And I just like that Sean from Ground of for Life is in it. I forget right. Yeah, I, name, but... <laughs> I thought it was like bad in a way that you can make fun of it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean it was just not worth watching, but <laughs> I like the wood chipper scene. I just didn't yeah. <laughs> even it didn't even click in my head that it was a remake when I saw it on like an Amazon Prime or something, right? A long time ago. Yeah, it's the only thing I remember from that movie at this point is, as Sean said, the wood chipper scene. That's the yep. only memorable thing in that movie, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it's it's not definitely not a memorable movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, like the most I really remember about it is Malcolm McDowell being in it, and obviously the dude from Ground for Life. So that that's really all I really remember. But um, it's it's yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's okay to watch every once in a while, but it's not a great movie. So that's all we really know about the new remake. So the second remake of this fucking movie. It's they just need to stop remaking after there's already been a remake. I mean, seriously. If you tried it once and it fucking failed, why even try again? You know, it's like, it's not worth it. Like remake a silent movie or something, or right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You really got to remake something, right? There's plenty of stuff out there that sucks too. Why not remake some movies that suck? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So something on a some onto something that's a little bit more um happy to talk about is uh shutters halfway to halloween starts next month so the month of april uh they're kicking things off right away uh creep show returns april 1st with new episodes every thursday uh train to basan peninsula actually premieres on shutter 
on April 1st as well. Uh, they've actually got a lot of like Shutter original movies that are coming out next month uh, for this halfway to Halloween. We also have the return of the last drive-in on April 16th with new episodes every Friday. Uh, they also have the 2021 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, which is going to premiere on April 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that's going to be a, a, an exclusive event that you can only watch through Shudder. So that's kind of cool that they're going to have an awards uh, show specifically just for horror on there. And then uh, In Search of Darkness Part 2 premieres on April, April 26th. And so that'll be exclusive to Shudder as, as well uh, for that documentary for that part two of it. So uh, lots of good stuff coming out in, in April for shutter. So uh, they have the whole kind of listing on their website. So you can definitely check that out, but I'm, I'm definitely pumped for creep show to come back as well as the last drive in. Same here. Those are the two I'm excited about. Them. Some of their originals are really good too. Yeah. A lot of the, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I say more than half of the originals I've seen from them. I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I think wasn't the shed a Shutter original? I think so. I really, really like that movie. It's probably one of my favorite vampire movies in a really long time. Okay. Uh, Mandy, I don't know why people love it. I really don't. <laughs> I feel like if I dropped a shit ton of acid, I would love that movie. <laughs> Maybe so. Somewhere just put a shirt on sale that's got the little commercial troll thing on it. The the Cheddar Goblin. That's yeah. the best part of the whole fucking yeah. movie. The Cheddar Goblin was hilarious. <laughs> I thought of you when I saw the shirt. I was like, oh, get that. That's great. Hey, just have you guys seen the new Mountain Dew commercial with Zach Galligan and Gizmo? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes, I have. That's great. They're they're sitting on <laughs> And they, yes, it is Harry Mandel playing Gizmo in this commercial. It's awesome. awesome. He's sitting; they're sitting on the couch. The Billy's drinking his Mountain Dew, and Gizmo's like looking at it. He's like, "You, you want a sip of my Mountain Dew?" He's okay. Be careful. And Gizmo's like Mountain Dew, and like spills it on himself, and so you know he gets starts replicating again. <laughs> and then Billy's daughter walks in, and she's got her own Mogwai sitting on her shoulder. She's like, "Dad, Mom wants to know what you want to eat." And she just sees all the chaos, like it's all the all the fur balls popping out of Gizmo's back, and she's just kind of like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> Not again. So apparently, this has happened more than once <laughs> after part two. That's great. And I, it's great because they use they didn't use CGI; it's all animatronics, like old school. So I mean, oh, that's great. great. That's awesome. So I'm like, I can't just get a Gremlins three, man. It's all I'm asking, just a Gremlins three, just old school, right? So, don't need a remake, soft reboot, whatever they call it. Get some, get you know the animatronics, <laughs> puppetry. Oh, I guarantee you, Gremlins is an IP that gets rebooted at some point. The, Mark, you shut your mouth right now. <laughs> it's such a big <laughs> name, dude. All the mouth. big names are getting rebooted. You, you know, them. Chris Columbus was right Mark. in the third one, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. So, Mark, don't you dare say that again. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have said that. What was like if I ten years ago if I had said the Ghostbusters are getting a remake you'd have said the same fucking thing. Don't you fucking say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still gonna say it. Don't you say it. Say it. I will blame you for the rest of my life. Get in line, buddy. You spoke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to say some stuff and you won't like it. Sounds great. <clears throat> All right, so we're almost done with the news here. So uh, Quiet Place Part 2 
which was originally supposed to come out last year, was bumped to early this year, and then bumped again to, like, September of this year, has now been moved again. So it's going from September 17th to May 28th of this year. So it's being moved back um, to an earlier date. So uh, just in time for Memorial Day weekend, because obviously with the um, vaccine going out, uh, they're expecting things to hopefully start opening up. So... That's coming out now Memorial Day weekend, so hopefully that's a good sign for movies and, and stuff and going back to the theaters and whatnot. And so uh, it's it's a good sign. Um, it'll help open up kind of the, the Halloween season for some of the other movies that are supposed to be coming out, like Halloween Kills and whatnot, so, um, and like Ghostbusters. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a good sign, at least, that they have faith that, they're moving it back to Memorial Day weekend instead of late September. So, yeah, that we has to be. It, see. it has to be there. done by now, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's it's got to be this whole debacle with the theaters and dude. If I have to watch Ghostbusters on HBO Max, I will fucking explode. <laughs> I agree. That's one you, you gotta watch in the theater. Cookies and fucking Sprite and calm down, man. <laughs> but maybe I'm just a negative guy this week. So <laughs> we'll see. That's all I'll keep saying. We'll see. Two weeks, guys. Two weeks. So. <laughs> but let's keep this about horror movies. Exactly. <laughs> so that that's that's it's a good sign um especially for getting people back into the theaters hopefully uh and we'll we'll see what else happens if it'll move again um hopefully it doesn't hopefully it stays put on the release date that they have currently for May 28th so uh beyond that though uh i mean obviously like i was saying in the beginning Texas Frightmare got moved to September um just with kind of everything going on uh What's interesting is that's actually because uh, they also released the um, kind of the time frame for um, Halloween Horror Nights for the 30th anniversary, too, in Orlando. So they like so Texas Frightmare is uh, the 10th through the 12th of uh, September. And I'm, I'm still planning on going to that. And then literally the next week and I'm going to Orlando for. Um, Halloween Horror Nights. So um, I'm probably taking two weeks off of work for that that time frame. I'm just going to fly to Texas for Texas Frightmare and then just fly to Orlando right from there for Halloween Horror Nights. You know, fun, w- when you sit down and think about it, this sounds like a whole lot of fun. But at the end of those two weeks, you are going to be exhausted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Man. You're going to be so fucking tired. <laughs> you always need a vacation from your vacation when you move yeah. around like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds... That's a but lot of traveling, it. but that sounds it, amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun because um, there's a group of us from the network that are going down that weekend for Halloween Horror Nights. So, because um, we're planning to go that Wednesday. Uh, what's the dates on it? In September, because the 10th through the 12th is uh, Texas Frightmare. So the 15th, 16th, and 17th, we're planning on going to Halloween Horror Nights and kind of hitting everything in there. Because um, the first attraction that they announced was Beetlejuice, because that was supposed to be an attraction last year, and obviously it didn't really happen with the COVID and everything. So that was the first thing that they announced for the 30th anniversary. So it's 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 ramping up to be a, a good year uh, for 
like Halloween and horror in general and, and everything. So I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, I, I know it's going to be a lot of traveling. And I know I'm going to be fucking tired by the end of it, but it's going to be so worth it. It's going to be sending so- a sick stimulus. I might join. You, so. Hey, <laughs> right. So yeah, my, my plan is to fly down to, uh, Texas, stay there till Monday, probably. And then fly to Orlando and stay there through like Saturday or something like that. And then come back home on Sunday. <clears throat> so that's tentatively my plan for that. And it's only like an hour uh, plane ride from what uh, um, who I was talking to was saying to Orlando from Texas. So, um, or something like that. It, it's not yeah, a it, long Patty, ride. Man, it's probably, it's a hop, skip and a jump. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped. It, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's going to be a lot of money though. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fucking money. But it'll be worth it. But yeah, so that's all I really have for for news. Was just kind of uh, ending there with the Quiet Place Part Two being bumped back to May from September. So that's a good place to end for that. Um, are we ready to talk about the fly? Unless somebody has something else they want to share. Fly, fly. <laughs> all right, I'll take that as no. All right, let's take a look at the fly. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. creations meet our deepest fears something went wrong Seth when you went through something went wrong you are about to go beyond that limit those weird hairs that were growing out of your back I had them analyzed but they were definitely not human if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is... I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person, too, when you saw her socially. No! You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. Oh, no. What's happening to me? Am I dying? I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? It wants to turn me into something else. Oh, no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. It could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. The Fly was released on August uh, 15th, 1986. It was directed by David Cronenberg, starred Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and John Getz. Uh, This movie had a budget of about $15 million and grossed over $60 million worldwide. Um, So after watching some of his earlier films, Martin Scorsese actually met David Cronenberg. And when he met him, he said, uh, Scorsese said that he looked like a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. And so that inspired Cronenberg to give himself a a cameo as a doctor in in this movie. Um, And then uh, according to David Cronenberg, the line, be afraid, be very afraid was invented by Mel Brooks while discussing how the character should react to the early stages of, of, of Brundle's transformation. And so on, on top of that, Mel Brooks also didn't want people to know that he was a producer on the film. 
because he thought people wouldn't take it seriously if they knew he was involved. Uh, when people did find out, he decided to make the most of it by handing out dealy boppers at the premiere. So um, I, I, I didn't even know until uh, actually looking this <laughs> that he was a, a producer on this movie. So that was uh, a surprise for me. Yeah, that's even. cool, man, and kind of leans towards his son and some of his horror work. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Definitely. This movie, because uh, like I was saying in the beginning, is um, I haven't seen it in probably almost thirty years. It's it's been that long, and uh, I, I I do love this movie, especially after rewatching it this time. And it's got that kind of monster, like almost universal monster kind of feel to it, and I fucking love that about it. And it's it's great because it's not necessarily you know. Uh, Brundlefly going after and trying to kill people, and so I I, I kind of like that. So it's not like some monster trying to kill or maim people necessarily, but it's it's that whole transformation is kind of the horror aspect of it, and I I really like that, and I kind of liked how they did the whole story arc with that. Yeah, I, I like that compared it. to the original, which was more of a dramatic kind of murder mystery type thing, mm-hmm. where this one is like you said, the Universal monster take. But it's more like a Frankenstein or like Hunchback. I know what you're doing. Yep. Like you feel for the monster. And... Yes. <laughs> Even though he's a, kind of crazy. But... Jeff Goldblum's great in this, I think, by the way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gina Davis is amazing in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I kind of I sympathize with her character a lot more than I did Jeff Goldblum's character. Right. Definitely. But I, I, I did like how they, they made him more of a sympathetic character with this. And because, yeah. you know, they, they try to force it a lot of times with, with certain horror movies where they try to force the whole sympathetic side of things. With, with this, it just felt more or, organic, I guess. Because you can see he's kind of like a, a he's, he's definitely a brilliant man in this movie, but he's kind of like a bumbling idiot, if, if, if that makes sense. Because he's just kind of that really awkward and, you know, wants to make something. Uh, that's going to benefit humanity, and obviously this shit all happens to him and, and whatnot. And, and but they they still keep him very sympathetic, even when he's changing and starting to like have outbursts and stuff like that. It's 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 very well written, and, and the story is told very well with this movie. Well, it yeah, because he got I, drunk and jealous. Yeah, I, was just, I absolutely <laughs> love how it was his uh, his emotions over a woman is what made him get drunk and make bad decisions was was ultimately his downfall where when he was alone he was perfectly fine it was the added element of falling in love that that influenced his decisions Mm -hmm. and i I love that it was very poetic it inspired him and fucked him up yeah Yeah. and it's it it makes the story feel real yeah I think the movie really is kind of like um, through uh, Veronica's um, point of view. In a lot of ways, yeah, very, very much. Because yeah. so. I mean, when the movie, I mean, as soon as the movie starts after the opening credits, which you have to give it to that that opening, the, those trumpets just start blaring. You're like, oh man, I'm in for something, aren't I? And then, and then <laughs> immediately we just see, you know, we see um, Jeff Goldblum, we see Seth standing there talking to her and then it's just like i I feel like that was deliberate i mean maybe i'm wrong but no i agree with that yeah it it feels like okay that we're this she's the character we're following we're we're with we're we're on this journey with her seeing this 
horrible thing happened to the scientist who just wanted to invent something to where people wouldn't get air sick or car sick. Or... Well, she it feels <laughs> like she had more screen time too, didn't she? It, yeah, it felt like that. A lot on. of time, yeah, a lot of time passes. Like, I mean, she sees him; he's starting to degrade. She leaves, and then you know, like a scene or two later, he calls her, and you re- you find out it's been four weeks since she's like last saw him. So a lot of time does pass in the movie. I'm glad you mentioned the trumpets, man. I love the score in this. I think it's yeah, a little definitely. bit reminiscent of Scanners at some points. Yes. Which is a positive thing, though. Because so. you guys know I'm not a Cronenberg fan, but I love Scanners and I love this movie. These are the two yeah. movies that I really love that he did. See, the, this is I the... Haven't seen, I haven't seen Videodrome, so I can't comment on that. But... I do like Videodrome a lot. The, the thing I like about this movie is that it's definitely, you know, it's got that uh, body horror flair that Cronenberg is very like famous for mm-hmm. but it's done in a mainstream setting which i think benefits him to make a more um like a uh appealing in a way film. right you know yeah, video drums not for everybody it's kind yeah of it, it seemed like the the gore and the body mutilation and things like that are in a lot smaller doses in this movie yes. which makes it more palatable it, that's the word i was looking for was palatable yeah, it's it, it it would appeal to this would be like a movie that I would recommend to somebody that hasn't been exposed to a lot of gore and they were curious about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I like it, it did well. It, <laughs> I like it cuz it kind of will make it make it makes it shocking when something big exactly. happens. Yes. Like, you know, the the arm wrestling match, he breaks the guy's arm, the bones protruding oh, out of his out of his skin. Uh, when we see him eat the donut, he vomits all over it. That just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, holy crap, that's disgusting. I love it. He's like, oh, sorry, that's gross, sorry, huh? That's gross. <laughs> and you notice the sh- his shirt? His shirt is stained with that stuff, too. I mean, did y'all notice that? Yeah. And, yes. Yeah, and then he's all covered in it, and she hugs him. Yeah. Well, she loved him. She yeah, exactly. That She really did love him. Yeah. I love the, the scene when he was about to arm wrestle the guy, and his buddy was like, you better be careful. He eats chocolate bars. <laughs> he, eats the, he eats those jungle bars. He's, <laughs> he's like, I noticed. <laughs> I had to laugh at the one scene too, where after they had one of their little sessions in bed and um, he starts, he's noticing his extra power and he's like lifting himself up on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. And he does his little flips on the thing, which is cool. But then you look at her and she kind of gets this cocky smile and chuckles. And I think she really thought it was all because of her. Well, at that <laughs> My vagina gave him special. <laughs> That's what I said. Damn, I'm good in bed. Look what I did to him. <laughs> How about John Getz? What a fucking asshole. Even though yeah. he ends up <laughs> saving, saving the her. day, yeah, <laughs> her, but yeah, he's a he's a he's a jerk, man. It's like when all this him. is over, I can claim your body. <laughs> yeah, <the> fuck, dude. <laughs> How about can we still have sex? Stress free sex. <laughs> I she's love that line when she's like, "You're you're disgusting" or something like that, and he's like, "Well, I wouldn't want to disappoint you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What about when she's like buying a coat and he's like just confronting her in the store and like drops on his knees? You're, you you've made my fantasy come true. I'm like, what, man? And he's the like, one who saves the day. 
right? like it reminds me of intruder from from the 80s when yeah. you think the, the killer is, is the jerk ex-boyfriend he's the one who ends up saving yeah. saving uh, the main the final girl well i think they paint him as like this this just this disgusting guy that just wants to have sex with her but if you get if you look like past that and get underneath i think he really is in love with this woman yeah, oh, yeah, I can see he's that. He's still crazy though. Because he's going to her apartment. He goes down. out of his way to help her in the middle of the night. If she was just a booty call, he would not give a fuck. Well, I didn't think that True. he felt that way, but he, you know what I mean. He just didn't get the fact that she wasn't interested anymore. So it doesn't matter how much you care or love. At this I think point. he's a controlling fucking care. He, he's, right. He's letting, so get over yourself. Bro. He's letting well, I'm him not trying to say he's a sympathetic character. Yeah. No, he's, letting him her, <laughs> he's letting himself into her apartment unannounced. I mean, he's taking a shower in her bathroom. No, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. Like, but he was a creep in love, too. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not love. That's freaking controlling. I don't care what anybody says. Well, with a guy demented like that, he, he thinks that is love. Right. <laughs> I, okay, there. You know, yeah, every screwed up person with. justifies their actions. That that I agree with. That's He's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. we, we have Brundlefly, and then we have the human monster. Just, right. Um, How about I, a slow transformation? That's Sorry. amazing, man. It's Just take, taking off his fingernails and the nest. Okay, that's, that's the one scene that really made me squirm was him just just pulling off his fingernails that i don't know what it is but like i can watch blood and gore and i can watch like that baboon being turned inside out but the fucking pulling the fingernails off no fuck that i i can't watch it it just makes me want to like turns it <laughs> the inside of my stomach it's gross normally i would agree but this time i didn't feel like in a regular like a torture movie where fingernails are being ripped off i feel that way but this one i feel like it just organically fell off it's like oh well that's a thing now. His teeth falling out. <laughs> He's chewing on his the medicine pencil. cabinet of body parts. Yeah, yeah. his um, ear. Do you guys? Do you guys think that that one lump was his? You know, <laughs> I thought there was about to be a line in it because I hadn't watched it in a couple of years. I was like, man, they, they missed the opportunity for a, a stupid joke there. <laughs> it's the Brundle Natural. Was it his Museum of Natural, Natural yeah. History? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that your favorite part? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! What about I mean, just when he's transforming his his appetite? When she's like, "I gotta stop, I'm tired," and he's like, "No, no, let's keep going." <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, I'm, "How do you have any more fluids in you?" <laughs> right. And he was stronger, more alert, constantly eating sugar. Yeah. It's like a positive at first, purifying, as he said. <laughs> I couldn't help but think if he would have changed his motivations and focused his uh, his uh, scientific study on transporting inanimate objects, that in and of itself would have made him a, a billionaire. Yeah, he was going. He could have signed man. a deal with fucking Jeff, Jeff Bezos and started Amazon in the eighties, and where would we be now? Right. <laughs> I like his comment earlier. Oh, it wouldn't too. be the lame packages, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I like his comment earlier in that too, where he's like life or memorex after he makes one of the teleportations. Which I think is a good like comment because is it even the real object at that point or is it just well, that the computer confused, copying it? <laughs> that that confused me because after he transported himself, he still had all of the same memories and everything. Yeah. So 
I mean, yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. Well, maybe a copy that too, but it's, I, it's something to just think about. I guess it's nothing. I mean, I guess on a chemical level, it could, but I don't. Right. It's just yeah. I know it seems weird. I guess that point, that's where you suspend your disbelief. Yeah. I will say in science now, they are copying, trying to copy consciousness. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief because it's a movie where a fly monster gets fused with a teleportation (laughs) device at the end. How about how he's trying to fuse all three of them at the end? Mm -hmm. It's freaking crazy. It's like, holy fuck, man. This guy. How Dude, about the real sympathetic mind. character in this movie? That poor fucking baboon. <laughs> right? turned in. I felt so bad for that guy. I'm sorry I killed your brother. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't even give him a name in the movie. No. <laughs> That's how they do in scientific experiments. He's credited <laughs> as baboon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they had another scene guys, with, with the other guys. What y'all don't know is that that's Rick Baker in a suit. Y'all didn't know that. He just he had to he had to so, crouch down. So here's well, the here's the thing with that baboon. So here's the the thing with that other baboon, the the, the brother that didn't die, is that they had another scene where uh, he was going to fuse it with a cat, and then he was going to yep. beat it to death, and that didn't go over well. That made him very unsympathetic at that point, and so they ended up cutting that. And... You know, that's why that baboon just disappears partway through the film. You never see it again. Mm-hmm. Well, for the people that care about the poor baboon, right? His real name was Typhoon. They didn't give him a name in the movie, but thank you. He's Typhoon the baboon. Oh my god, love goodness. you, Typhoon. I'll, I'll be able to sleep tonight now that I know his name is Typhoon. <laughs> just to know that he has a name and that he matters, Ted. What's the dog's <laughs> name from part two? Because. I've heard that's an even worse scene. So. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, that seems heartbreaking, man. Gosh. Part two, man. That's, oh, man. Just, I feel yeah. more sorry for that dog than I do the bad movie. Yeah, exactly. Of course, I'm a dog owner and a dog lover. So. Right. It's, it, no, I'm never going to own more, a freaking baboon because I'm not nuts. <laughs> it's a little bit more gut wrenching, man. Yeah. So they kick it up enough. So how about the effects in this movie? I think they're fucking great. They're fantastic. Oh, they are. I love the shot of him right before his head splits open and his eyes are all bug-eyed. Yes. (laughs) That shit was freaking great. Jaw falls off and he's trying to force her into the, when he's forcing her into the telepod. And I was just like, all right, that's just amazing. I love when he pukes on Hand, on the dude's hand, man. Oh yeah, melts his hand and foot. <laughs> cuts yeah. off his foot, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, the <laughs> the idiot went into a part at the apartment, knowing what was going on, with a gun that wasn't assembled. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Why did he wait to do this now?" Which, by the way, that gun was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. And if anybody <laughs> out there is wanting to look for it, it is a Browning twelve gauge over under. I looked it up. It is amazing. It's so awesome. beautiful. Blew off Fly's head in the end, I'll tell you that. Man. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, Holy he cow. shot the fuck out of that cable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time. Too. It's like, what's like, he going to do? And then he shot the cable. Why didn't he shoot the fly first? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> He's trying to save power, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, he only had two shots, so. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Jesus. Till she met um Brundle. <laughs> uh and on that note. Oh no, that was that was great when he brought the girl back from the bar and he was trying to drag her in. 
to the pod and she's like but i'm afraid and he's like don't be afraid she's like, no you should be afraid <laughs> and then she she runs off almost completely butt-ass naked yeah, right what kind of an idiot woman just goes off with the guy because yeah, I was gonna say, I take it. the kind she of idiot of... woman that hangs out in a bar decides yeah. who she wants to sleep with over she leaves a lot of match. places that way in the morning Not that's true. how i took it <laughs> That's when Dude, he was like, should, like I "Go ahead to and tell make... you, I live with my mom too." She was like, "Oh, the, one of these guys again." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, I just thought of something. What if they could like make a fly three, and and that 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 slut gets gets pre- gets pregnant from Brundle Fly? And, exactly. And... I'm glad you bring that up because I really want to see instead of it just being the son, like a fucked up son that's not normal. Yeah. Damn it. How about that? Yeah, that dream sequence where she gives birth to a larva. <laughs> Great. I love that it. was amazing. It was so fucking gross. And that's that what it was horrifying. that's what it was trying to yes. be. It was trying to be gross. So it was perfect. You, you got David Cronenberg's like suctions. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and then she saw he's like, oh my goodness. And like the nurse is screaming. She everybody's like, Whoa! and it's just I was like, oh my geez. There's more. It's just There's a more. giant maggot. <laughs> I was like, that's the thing that grossed me out most in this movie is is that <laughs> here's a fun fact one of the guys i work with he 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 took a date to see this movie in the theaters when it first came out and he threw up in the popcorn he said because it grossed him out <laughs> <laughs> and then he said and then he said he never got on he never got to go on a date with that girl again <laughs> i guess not <laughs> he said oh, the movie man. grossed him out that he puked and i was just like hey <laughs> yep you don't eat during uh, this movie, man. You ever experienced childbirth in real life? It's not too far from that. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. But if it's your kid, it feels different. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, and your kid's a cute little fly, damn it. <laughs> and, and your kid's not a giant magnet, maggot either, man. I mean, jeez. Hey, you got to love them how they come, man. <laughs> they can't all come out perfect like you did. Right. <laughs> Dude, maggot comes out of my wife. I want a DNA test immediately. <laughs> I'm not signing a birth certificate or anything. <laughs> On the next Maury Povich. <laughs> You're not the father, Ted. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> I'll be dancing all up on that stage. Woo! <laughs> Oh god, that's good. No, that's what's gonna happen. Never mind, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> you're gonna see Ted come back with a bunch of Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> I've got a big box underneath my bed, Mark. You're too <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Any final thoughts on, on the movie that you guys have? It's fantastic. It's in my opinion one of the few good movies Cronenberg's ever made, so it's yeah. It's up there as one of my favorite, probably not my absolute favorite. I mean, if not my absolute favorite remake ever, it is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm you a know, huge I always fan forget of the original, that it's... but I love this one just as much. Man, like they're completely different movies, but it, it did without even being the first one, it did justice to the name of the Fly franchise. I yeah, I always forget that it is a remake to the original. I just get lost in the movie and its story. I just I don't even think about oh yeah, it's a remake. I just because it's its yeah. own thing. It's you don't need to. Yeah. yeah, what I understand, man. Like I can't remember the guy that he wrote it with Cronenberg. Like the guy wrote it first, and he actually had it as a husband wife thing in him slowly translated. So it was actually more 
close to the original and Cronenberg came in and did all the rewrites and changed it. But he, most of the people feel like he should get all the credit, but he always gives the other guy equal credit 50, 50. Cause mm-hmm. he says without his material, he wouldn't have been able to rewrite it the way he did. So yeah. Hey, there you go. He's a decent guy. It sounds yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, but I still mostly don't like his movies because they bore me. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Scanners is awesome and Fly is awesome. Maybe sorry, Videodrome. Man. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm not in a hurry either. <laughs> it's not my affair, man. I mean, it's got some cool scenes, man, but it's, you know, I don't hate it either. It's average. That's just my opinion. I, I like Cronenberg's movies for the most part. I There isn't really many that I haven't found that I don't like. Um, I, I, I am a big fan of his work. So this is definitely right up there. Probably This is probably my favorite Cronenberg movie. Um, as much as I love Scanners, as much as I love Videodrome, um, this is probably my favorite Cronenberg movie um, of, of all of them. And um, I'll just go ahead and kick things off here with the rating. Uh, this one I would definitely give five out of five. It's It's definitely, you know, probably one of the best remakes out there of all time and uh, right up there with like the thing. And so it's, it's such a great movie and it's such a great creature movie. So it's definitely a solid five out of five for me. Same five out of five. Easy. Yeah. That's his same across the board. Five stars. Perfect movie. Two out of five. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to balance it out. (laughs) Five out of five. It's a great movie. Awesome. And we, as always, we would love to know what you guys think. You can always reach out to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we do hope that you enjoyed this week's show. Uh, before we leave, are there any final words? Yes, man. Is hunting a PS5 or Xbox Series got you down? Go to your nearest Walmart, Target, or PS5 retailer. Find the first employee who gives you that half-assed cockamamie smile. Draw back your hand and slap the shit out of them. You'll feel better. I'll feel better. Just don't stick around. And if the cops show up at your house, say, error, be back in 10 minutes. (laughs) And make sure you assemble your shotgun before you enter. I love it. Anything, Ted? Um, I I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Sounds with, like you need to slap someone, too. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what he needs. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>